0: You're listening to Comedy Central. March 20th, 2018. From Comedy
1: Central's World News Headquarters in New York, this is The Daily Show with Trevor Noah. Ears Edition. Right. I could not be more excited. Drew Barrymore is joining us, everyone. She's here to talk about her new show on Netflix, Santa Clarita Diet, which is really amazing. Second season already going on. But first, the race for New York governor just got a little more sexy.
0: Former Sex and the City star, Cynthia Nixon, says she's running for New York governor. The Tony, Emmy, and Grammy winner announced she would challenge the incumbent Democrat, Andrew Cuomo. I think there are a lot of people who would like me to run. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think for a a variety of
2: reasons, but I think the number one um, is education.
1: Wrong. (laughs) The number one reason is Sex and the City. I mean, yeah. Are you kidding me? I love that show. I'm so glad Miranda is running. I mean, like, also education on the subway and that stuff, but mostly brunch! (laughs) Now, look, now, look, obviously I'm joking, but a lot of the media are getting too caught up with focusing on her role in Sex and the City. And-and they're not seeing that she is a viable candidate with a real platform. You know, she would be the first woman and LGBT governor, and she would be the governor to have... the first governor to have the most televised nude scenes since Jeb Bush. Yeah. (laughs) That really happened. (laughs) Please clap. Although I think we can agree, of all the uh, Sex and the City characters, Miranda would probably make the best governor, right? But Samantha would be the most fun governor. Yeah, (laughs) because she'd always make it sexual, you know? She'd be like, I'm gonna get behind our firefighters (laughs) or under them or on top of them, wherever I'm needed. And I bet she would always make sure that the trains were on time, but it would probably be a different kind of train. You know how she thinks, (laughs) you know. Okay, so you know what? Yeah, Samantha for governor. Samantha for governor. But let's move on to our main story, opioid addiction. It's a nationwide epidemic, and luckily for the opioids, Donald Trump is on the case.
0: President Trump is talking tough on the opioid crisis. On Monday in New Hampshire, one of the state's hardest hit by addiction, he unveiled a plan to combat that nationwide epidemic. The president flew to New Hampshire to make his announcement, a state he once called a drug-infested den. Wow, a
1: drug-infested den? Trump is the only person who will help people while insulting them. Like, you never saw Jesus in the Bible being like, let's give a hand to this poor leper. Because the one he had fell off. Oh! Oh! oh, You get it? No, no, I'm gonna heal you. I'm gonna heal you, but that was funny. That was funny. That was... Come on, that was funny. All right, any blind people here? The blind guy's like, shh, don't tell him I'm here. I don't want to get roasted. (laughs) Now, because the opioid crisis is one that's been close to Trump's heart for a long time, the president did lay out some good proposals. Right, for instance, allowing Medicaid to pay for residential rehab, uh, encouraging production of less addictive painkillers, and more accountability for pharmaceutical companies. And you can tell from his tone that he's not messing around.
0: Whether you are a dealer or doctor or trafficker or a manufacturer, if you break the law and illegally peddle these deadly poisons, we will find you, we will arrest you, and we will hold you accountable. Wow, we will find you, arrest
1: you, and hold you accountable. You know he's taking this seriously because he's talking about drugs like they're Hillary. Now, now, before you get carried away saying, wow, Donald has really turned into a reasonable president, don't forget, he may know how to act presidential, but underneath it all, he's still Trump. President Trump has revealed his long-awaited plan to combat the country's deadly opioid epidemic, and among the tougher measures
0: proposed, giving drug traffickers the death penalty. The ultimate penalty has to be the death penalty. Now, maybe our country's not ready for that. It's possible, it's possible that our country is not ready for that. And I can understand it, maybe. Although, personally, I can't understand that. <laughs> you know? <See? laughs> One of my favorite things about Trump
1: is that he has inner monologues out loud. <laughs> yeah, it's like America elected Gollum as president. We must have the death penalty. We can't have it, the country is not ready. We are ready. <laughs> This is insane. (laughs) At least... At least we know that even if no one runs against Trump in 2020, the debates are still gonna be great. Just him (laughs) and himself. And now, look, the truth is, I can see why Trump thinks killing drug dealers will solve the opioid crisis, right? It's the same way he thought getting rid of Comey would make the whole Russia thing go away. But it turns out it's a lot more complicated, right? Today's epidemic is complicated in many ways because, okay, fine, let's say you, you kill all the drug dealers... Right? You know, the, the bad drug dealers, the bad man dealing drugs on the corner. Right? <laughs> In this opioid crisis, that's hardly the only kind of person involved. So do you also kill doctors who overprescribe painkillers? Do you kill family members who buy opioids for their addicted loved ones? Uh, do you kill the people who sell drugs to pay for their own addiction? Or do you... You know what? This is complicated. I guess just give everybody the death penalty. I understand it now. I get it. And here's the thing. I'm not saying all of Trump's plans are bad. It's just that some of his drug fighting ideas seem to come
0: straight out of the 80s, like this. This has been something that I've been very strongly in favor of, spending a lot of money on great commercials showing how bad it is. So that kids seeing those commercials during the right shows on television or wherever, the internet, when they see these commercials, they say, I don't want any part of it. That's the least expensive thing we can do, where you scare them from ending up like the people in the commercials, and we'll make them very, very bad commercials. Poor Trump. He
1: tried so hard to think of a different word, and then he just gave up. Very, very bad commercials. (laughs) Now, look, again, I see why Trump thinks that this idea makes sense. I mean, if the president of the United States believes everything he sees on TV, then why wouldn't teenagers? But don't forget, America has spent a lot of money on these ad campaigns before, All, right, all through the 80s and 90s, you couldn't watch TV without seeing one of these. Joey, I got some stuff you just gotta try. What is it? Pop, you know, marijuana.
0: Oh,
1: well, I don't know. What, chicken? I'm, I'm not chicken, you're a turkey. Okay, those commercials were very, very bad. (laughs) And, And here's the thing. They weren't just corny, right? Studies have shown that those commercials didn't actually work.
2: Remember those commercials that were supposed to stop you from smoking pot? The National Institutes of Health say it may have done the opposite. According to a study of 12 and a half to 18 year olds from 1999 to 2004, ad campaigns were, quote, unlikely to have favorable effects on youths. Even more, some rounds of the study proved watching more commercials actually predicted teens would be more inclined to use drugs.
1: That's right, believe it or not, drug commercials might make teens more likely to use drugs. Because when you tell a teenager something is dangerous, it just makes them want to do it more. Yeah, and I mean, think about it. We've been warned for decades that Cheetos are dangerously cheesy. (laughs) And yet, we still lost Jeremy to them. (laughs) He he died as he lived, flaming hot. (laughs) We'll be right back. (laughs) Welcome back to The Daily Show. My guest tonight is an actor, producer, director, and entrepreneur who executive produces and stars in the Netflix series, Santa Clarita Diets. Please welcome Drew Barrymore. (laughs)
2: shit, yeah, I didn't get on your chair gratefully. Oh, that's fine, we can, we can do, I'm no, not supposed No, that's to... cool. I, I never really am cool when I want to be, so this is just another example of that. I, here's what I see on the TV.
1: Oh, we're just gonna cut that in. That's what we're gonna do. Perfect. Yeah, we're just gonna edit that in.
2: I'm like the moron who gets my heel and stuff caught, and
1: I'm just not cool. Wait, so is that not a character you've been playing in every movie? No. <laughs> Because that's what people love about you. Oh, uh, you, no, like, you can't act that shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> that,
2: that takes, like, life experience. Uh, welcome to the show. Thanks.
1: I, I've been a fan of yours for a long time. Uh, I've loved everything that you've done. We've known you as a movie star, I mean, from the age of six you were acting, but now you've moved into TV. I don't know if we can call it TV because it's on Netflix, but you've got this show, you have a character that lives beyond, like, an hour and a half. Is this, like the long-term relationship version of making a show whereas before you've just been on Tinder dates? Is that how it feels?
2: Yeah, this is, like, actually lasting, and that's cool.
1: That's a, It's like a different show, because you, you play a uh, a mom and a wife who has also been turned into a zombie. But it's not like the zombie we normally know. This is like a very, like... Yeah,
2: I would know how to act that, like...
0: <laughs>
2: like dragging leg, you know, right. thing. I I, I mean, I feel like that every morning, but I don't know if I could translate it onto screen. My character, who's so fun and cool, Sheila Hammond, kind of saved my life. like I was in my forties and a mom of two and had given up acting to like, you know be a stay at home mom and um, I probably was more like, ah, that, that, <laughs> like, you know, raising kids is hard and it's wonderful and it's so rewarding. And then this thing came along and I thought, oh, this is the worst timing. I, I don't want to go back to work, but it was the thing. She is what all 40-something-year-old women need, which is like a pull-it-back-together, undead is a metaphor for never being more awake. And... Um, <laughs> When you realize that you start living through your id rather right. than your fears and your overtiredness and kind of walking through life a little bit dead in some ways, we all could use a really swift kick in the ass and that's, start that's giving a, it
1: the full Oprah. Yeah, that's you a fascinating... I mean. No, I know exactly what you mean. That's a fascinating way to spin it because... Because, like, in many ways, that's what Sheila's doing in this show. The the zombiness in her life has actually made her appreciate life.
2: Well, Undead is a metaphor for how alive were you? I mean, the show, Victor Fresco, who created it, talked a lot about also the metaphors of narcissism and, you know, gluttony in our current society and that it would be a show about a marriage that works, the metaphors of the world, and the experience exploration of a woman who is immortal and lives through her id. And is that good, or are there consequences to that?
1: Well, I mean, it's, it, is, it is weird to root for her, which we do as viewers, because she is killing people... To eat them, people who don't need to be here, though. But you see, that's that's the ultimate dilemma, though. Like, how does she decide who's not supposed to be here? Because how do like you decide who's not supposed. Well, I don't to be eat her. people, Drew Barrymore. <laughs> I, I haven't eaten anyone in like yeah, ten but you years.
2: Certainly illuminate your audience every night of who you think is good or bad, right. in, even in the most metaphorical ways.
1: Yes, but if I ate them, I feel like I would be taking it to the next level. <laughs> Last night, Trevor ate Donald Trump. That would be a headline that I think many people wouldn't be able to get Uh, over. I
2: think we're all checking our phones every morning waiting for that
1: headline. Please, please, please. I'm on a no-carbs diet. So, (laughs) the, um... (laughs) The story, the story that you tell here is, is really fun and is fascinating. And, I mean, it, it is in many ways a metaphor for just, like, going through a, a, you know, a feeling or a time in life. You, you've done that in many ways. I mean, you started acting so young. Yeah. And your life progressed, and then you went from acting into producing, and you opened businesses. I mean, now you, you, you're the co-founder of Flower Films. Uh, you have Flower Beauty, which is makeup. Uh, you have uh, Flower Eyewear. Yeah. And then you have Barrymore Wines. How do you find your zen? When do you, when do you pause and go, okay, I, I don't want to turn into a zombie. I just want to breathe. How do you do that Are with these, all these the, things you're this doing? This is the
2: option? Like at night, if we don't do our right thing, we all get the options of turning into zombies? Yeah,
1: if you do 10 jobs, you can turn into a zombie. <laughs> That's actually the original zombie story. A lot of people don't know that. That's how zombies started. Interesting.
2: I've been asked, like, how do you conquer a lot of dilemmas, but not zombie. Although it is in the show, it's apropos. Yes. But, um, no, I, I I don't know how I do anything. Does anyone have objectivity onto themselves? And if so, it might lead into the ego, which I want nothing to do with.
1: Damn. (laughs) this is just I need need some of the weed that we spoke about earlier thank you so much for being on the show this has been amazing having you season 2 of Santa Clara Dive will be available on Netflix March 23rd Drew Barrymore everybody thank you so much
0: The Daily Show with Trevor Noah
1: Ears Edition watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11 10 Central on Comedy Central and the Comedy Central app Watch full episodes and videos at thedailyshow.com and follow us on
0: Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for exclusive content and more. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.